0: I wouldn't even listen to you. What'd you say?
1: I said, shut your mouth and start the podcast. One, two, three, four.
0: Guten Morgen, man, Bruder in Schwüstein, in Gieser For Gies, good morning, guys, podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this (laughs) fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I am one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja with an aversion to violations, Lucas Ham Swisher. Wait a second.
1: What? Hold on. We need to go back. Did you say good fart chief? (laughs) Fart (laughs) chief. That's 40.
0: (laughs) So, yesterday, yesterday's recording, I said 39 in German, but nobody knows what 39 in German is, so nobody realized I had said the wrong episode number. So, I figured it out, and then I put 40 in, and it's literally like fartsief. That's Fagazi. For
1: it's what? It's Fagazi. Fagazi? Like, like, off to the wind? Fagazi?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a new one. I, Raise I, your I, hand I, if you know, know what Patrick's talking about. This This is the B-roll. <laughs> this is the B-roll. <laughs>
0: May I continue?
1: Yeah, go ahead. You can introduce me.
0: Fantastic. I'd love to introduce <laughs> you. The judge, the jury, the executioner of fake news and spoilers, and formerly the gentle gene... <laughs> Got it. Gentle green giant, Patrick Novicel.
1: Gute Tagen, ya. Ja.
0: <laughs> also with us... Oh, wait. Sorry. Also not with us, the volleyball and beast of the East who could make you laugh in three words or less, and used to be a silently straight-laced little boy ronnie johantis unfortunately oh, he's not with ronnie. us miss you ronnie Hello. love you
1: he's no longer with us too bad I mean, no on the podcast <laughs> no. not in life whoa hey hey got- i'm just saying i want Ronnie's to be perfectly no. clear he that he's uh he's alive <laughs> and well he is
0: but he's playing lots of volleyball right now so he's got better things to do sure does uh also with us our final member of the GMG Quadfecta, the man with music in his heart, Dr. Who on his brain, and La Coretta in his stomach, the Frenchiest of Frenchmen,
2: Marc Boucher. Yeah, we are going to do the podcast for a second time. It's so exciting. Uh, I can't yes. wait. This is episode
1: 40-2-B-S, Unchained Melody, Final Fantasy V.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so to give you a peek behind the curtain, fair listener... <laughs> We have most certainly. uh, We have most certainly. I don't know. Most certainly, I don't. I don't think that's the right combination of words. I'm
1: most certain that you don't know what you're saying.
0: No, I don't. Uh, (laughs) This is our second time recording the podcast. Yesterday, we recorded the podcast, got all the way through our, I think, an hour and forty five minutes or so of uh, talking about our lives and talking about games, talking about customer service, and uh, unfortunately. Patrick's computer decided to dis out his audio and he lost everything. Yeah, as soon
1: as I hit stop, you know, we're recording for two hours and I hit stop. And as soon as I hit stop, blue screen of death. And usually when that happens, uh, you know, Audacity comes right back up. But this time it did not. So that is also Fagazi out of here. You can't even see it anymore. Totally. (laughs) Fagazi. So yeah, it sucks. It sucks, but I'm so glad you guys are with us.
0: No doubt, uh, it's the first time really yes. that we've had to re-record like an entire podcast. I think it was last week we re-recorded four times the intro. Uh, maybe oh, that just, was a yeah, hint. Just the intro, so that's just fine. the intro. This is the entire podcast. So. Yeah.
1: Well, I and mean, before we even started the podcast, I was like, "Hey, can we go back to like Google Hangouts because Skype is always giving me fits." And so we tried it. And it didn't work, so we went back to Skype. Oh, man, stupid Skype. That's stupid But it's, be- Skype. it's beautiful when it works. It is. On my computer.
0: That's for sure. Yeah. Well, fair listener and friend, if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. I've already welcomed you for the first time yesterday, but you're never going to hear that, probably. Uh, if it's not your first time, thank you so much. Yesterday, you paid me $5, but today, this recording is free. So you don't have to pay $5. That's funny.
2: (laughs) On the house.
0: On the house. This one's on the house. Uh, But guys, guess what? You already know about this, but I'm going to tell you again. We got our first written Facebook review from
2: Mark's father-in-law. This is brand new information.
0: Last week, (laughs) our very own Lee Worley, he wrote in and said, Hey, informative and fun. He didn't say the hey. I added that. He said, informative and fun, very good exchange between the guys. Thank you, Lee, for that recommendation for the Good Morning Guys podcast. There are no stars on there, but I don't think they give you the option. So I'm going to say he gave us 10 stars out of five. Ooh, so thank so you, 27 Lee. 27 radians. All thank right. you for that generous, <laughs> very generous review. All right. Um, cool. Thanks. Thank you with that, very much, Lee. With that, we're just going to s- jump into what's new news. Uh, I was going to go with Ronnie again, but again, uh, he's playing volleyball right now. So, his update is playing that volleyball for four, 34 straight weeks. He has still not watched Superman. No big surprise. So, with that, Ronnie, I think, wanted to pass it on to Mark. So, Mark, what's new in your life? What's been going on?
2: I I shall take the baton and take it willingly and take gladly. It. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so the past couple of weeks have been crazy central. So last week, uh, my grand, my wife's grandparents were in town. there originally from Texas. And so they were actually here because they were, um, bringing their, their grandson. Um, actually, I don't, someone that's related to them. That is a young boy. Okay. (laughs) So not a street kid that they just found
0: somewhere. This is a relative of some form. Okay.
2: Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know if it's a if if he's their grandson or nephew. I can't remember how they're related. Um, But in any case, uh, they brought him um, up here to Lynchburg because he was doing an aviation camp uh, at Liberty. Mm. So. And they decided, well, since we're bringing him up here, obviously, you know, there's a bunch of family in town. So, we're going to go visit with them. So, we got to see uh, her grandparents. We got to go out to dinner several times, which was awesome. Got to teach uh, her grandfather how to play Exploding Kittens, which was yeah, an awesome yeah. time, as always. Nice. He was having a lot of fun with it. I think he I think he won one game. Yeah. Um, He was doing pretty well with it, for sure. Um, But yeah, a lot of fun spending time with them. It was always great being with them. Um, And then coming into Saturday, I am actually at a completely different place uh, Mm -hmm. than my normal home. um, Because my stepsister has actually been out of town on vacation. And they have a, a big old husky dog. And her name is Aspen, and they asked us to dog sit. And they live about twenty to thirty minutes from our house, so it's just much easier for us to pack up our stuff, pack up Cisco, and pack live up over Cisco. Here. And, Do you like yeah, in a little bag house. or something? Yes, get on in there, dog. Get on in
1: there. What um. <laughs> was
2: well, that? A meow? No, <laughs> he is a little dog. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, so uh, we came over to my sister's house, and we've been staying here, basically. So we've been dog-sitting and house-sitting, technically. Uh, so we've been here since Saturday. Uh, it is Thursday at time of recording. Tonight mm-hmm. is the last night we will be doing that. We'll be Tomorrow morning we'll be leaving the house here and going back, technically, to our house. But not for very long, because we are leaving... For a wedding. I am a groomsman in a wedding. Mm -hmm. So we have to leave. uh, Tomorrow afternoon. To head up there. For all the festivities. Which is awesome. And so on the gaming front. Been playing. Lots of Apex. As usual. Been really excited about the new update. That they put out. With all the new skins and challenges. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah, And uh Excited for some other stuff coming for Apex, which we'll, we'll touch upon that later. But that's been pretty much my week. So, Patrick, how was your week, sir? Uh, my week was okay. Lucas,
1: go ahead.
0: Uh, I'm going to need a, another minute. So, I'm going to okay. pass all it right. back well, to you. Uh, a little more all right, details okay. of the okayness of your week.
1: All right. Um, yeah, so... Uh this past week the last time we were recording I was in Florida so um I think we were there just for a couple days um and then so uh yeah Florida was uh, was awesome vacation was great um we had great weather um there was only one day that we uh, we didn't have good weather it rained all day but other than that it was it was beautiful um and when it rained it was one of the only two times that I left the uh, the resort or the the house, um, where we because it rained, we had to get out. We wanted to get outside, so we went to a black light putt putt. Um, so I've never that's been to cool. one of those, so it was pretty no. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then the other time we uh, we left the house uh, and got some ice cream. Other than that, I mean, we were just hanging by the pool or we were at the beach. Um, so it was good. Um, very relaxing. Um, you know, and. Uh, because it was so relaxing, I brought my Vita with me because I knew we were just gonna be chilling, doing nothing, all, all, you know, all week. So I brought my Vita with me, and I got another platinum, my eighteenth s- platinum this man, year.
0: Man, knocking on the doorstep, congrats, and congrats. you know yeah, you're still yeah. not halfway through the year, and you're gonna already reach your second goal. Would you just I just double right? the goal, man? Come on, I put it to thirty. Uh, 30. I don't know, like, am I, put it on thirty. My
1: my next goal is to how many platinums do you have?
0: A uh, hundred and. Close to hundred
1: and thirty. Hundred and thirty. So, um all right. So I'm gonna get uh forty platinums in July. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, no. That's not, no, that's not. No, 40 I mean, what? platinums or forty platinums total. Forty platinums no, in July? Uh, I'm sure, I'm thinking out loud, I don't even know why I said forty platinums because that makes no sense in July. <laughs> it's like more than one platinum a day. No, um, Yeah, how does that I work I think <laughs> well, I don't know what I was thinking goodbye uh, life
0: no. wife job
1: kids maybe I mean like 40, 40 platinums for the rest of the year so I have I have 18 so far for, so maybe I'll get another 22 for the rest okay. of the year um who knows uh, but maybe maybe I will up my up my goal but I played this game called spy chameleon and oh, when yeah. I first booted it Fun up game. it's like it is it is a, a game it's a a strategy game you're this chameleon and you're trying to get from point A to point B um, th- in a, in a room, there's like 75 different rooms. And in those rooms, there's like three challenges. One of is like a time challenge. The other one is, um, a, you have to pick up ladybugs and the other ones to pick up flies, um, as you're going through, um, and each one, um, uh, I guess stacks on each other. So, yeah, um, gets, gets one more of the cool more things difficult. is, is as a chameleon, you like, there's like, you have to change colors to get past certain obstacles. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was like, I'd like something that should take you six minutes. The first try is going to take you maybe 30, 30 seconds. What did I say? Mm-hmm. Six minutes? I meant thirty six seconds. Um, it's like, that's like the goal. The first time you go through it, it'll take you 30 seconds. And once you figure it out, it's like, oh, okay, this is going to only take me six seconds. Yeah, it's super that's easy once you figure it out yeah right um so uh, so yeah i uh i went through all 75 you know it was probably i played that game for maybe five hours the entire week um but uh but yeah it was it was a fun little platinum um so that's so i got that one um i don't know what my next one is because i think those are the all those are like the easiest platinums i've gotten so far on vita and all the other ones are like hey this one's gonna take you 20 hours this one's right. gonna take you 25 it's like oh okay so maybe i'll you know i don't want to play a game that i don't <laughs> like, i'm not very interested in um yeah so, so anyways yeah I've been playing that and then I uh and then Apex legends I've been uh been playing that so mm-hmm. that's about it Lucas hmm tell me something good all right my
0: friend that so was a little country yeah I did get a little country <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> yeah all right my friend <laughs> partner um well where I left off last week I was about to go to Rio and I went to Rio. And I returned from Rio. I was there for about five days. Rio de Janeiro, Janeiro, I don't know how you say it. In Portuguese, you say it, Rio de Janeiro, which is quite different than what we say. Uh, because their R's at the beginning oh, of the man. words are pronounced like an H. And, uh, but I went there for about five days with my little group of missionaries from Oklahoma, uh, students from Oklahoma and Texas. And I had a little group of Brazilians with me too to help. Uh, All of them, their ages ranged from 18 to 22, 23. So I had a nice little young group of of young adults slash kids, depending on, you know, how you, your perspective and maturity level. Uh, They did a really fine job and it was a really good time together. Uh, We did a nice mix of tourism and ministry. Uh, We got the tourism actually out of the way at the beginning. Uh, Of course, the trip did not start fun. When my wife wrote me, uh, probably two hours away from Rio. So I had left the house at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. And then about four o'clock, my wife wrote me and said, Hey, uh, you left the, the gate keys in the gate and uh, like for anyone on the street to just walk right in the house. Congratulations. Yikes. And I was like, Oh no, that's not good. Thankfully my, our neighbor, uh, Marcelo, he had seen the keys um, and while also returning the keys to my wife, he said, we should probably exchange phone numbers for future reference, uh, when this kind of stuff happens so we can kind of look out for each other. This is also the same neighbor. I can't remember if I told you guys, but there was a day, there was a day, I think at the end of last year where, um, I had accidentally left the, the hood light on the, the dome light and the next morning Mindy couldn't start the car and, oh no. Uh, and uh, I just happened to just go to our neighbor and be like, uh, "Any chance you could help jump start jump the car?" Uh, is that is that right? Jump the car? Jump, yeah. the car, jump start the car, jump start the car. Yeah, yep. I just felt like I was like trying to rob the and car. Like I jumped the car. Full <laughs> fact for <laughs> yeah. you this week. Yeah, yeah so it a jump. But yeah, give it a jump, and uh, that's when I had originally met Marcelo. Uh, he had just come home from either he had worked the night shift or something, and he jumped our car for us. And, uh, so this was the second time for us to really interact with him. And, uh, so he thankfully had the keys to the house and, uh, but after that, after that fiasco, the rest of the trip went great. Uh, we did tourism. Like I said, we went to, uh, see the Christ Redeemer statue. If you've ever seen that in like movies or seen it in, uh, like when the Olympics were in Rio and they showed pictures and videos of the, the huge Christ Redeemer statue. Um, that was really cool. I mean, I've seen that like five, six times now, but it's still really cool to see, you know, Jesus just trying to give everybody a big hug. Um, and then the <laughs> other thing was we went to Sugarloaf, which are just pretty much these huge, these huge, not, they're not really mountains, but huge hills that kind of like are right in the middle of like surrounded by water. And, uh, they're very beautiful. They have, they have a great view, uh, when you go on them and they are full of monkeys, so the group got to interact with some monkeys and uh, pet them uh, at least a little bit. They're like semi wild monkeys. They're used to being fed. Uh, they're almost like zoo monkeys because they, you know, they're just used to being around people. So they won't like bite at you. But you only get like a couple pets in, and then they start hissing at you. So uh, a couple of the brave Americans oh. pet them, and so that was entertaining and and fun to see. Just people, just for people, for Americans especially to see like wild animals like that. That they're not used to seeing, not behind bars or in a cage or whatever, yeah. is always
2: entertaining. That's
0: yeah, cool. Uh, so, but,
1: that place was called Sugar Loaf?
0: Yeah, it's called Sugarloaf. Loaf. Pound Super. So-
1: that sounds magical. I'll yeah. tell you what.
0: I've, sounds licked like... it, I've licked it a couple times. It's definitely not made of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing sweet about sounds it. Sounds like
2: something they would call me at a Dunkin' Donuts drive thru. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. If they put a Dunkin' Donuts at the top of that,
0: that would be perfect. It's like Sugar Loaf with Dunkin', brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, we went to the beach for a few hours one evening and uh, just hung out. That was nice. Um, And then after that, Saturday and Sunday was all about ministry. Uh, On Saturday, we went to a a little suburban area that was mostly forest, but it had like houses every, you know, uh, every block or so there was a house or two. And then it was right next to a reserve so we, we walked around the neighborhood and uh, we were going to be having an event in the afternoon. And so they were trying to reach out to the kids and do some evangelism. And uh, we went into the park to see if we could connect with any people hiking or anyone that was out there. I mean, we actually ran into like Boy Scouts and, and ran into college groups that were like take, doing like a weekend trip. And so we were able to connect with some people. But something that's really cool that happened is that we ran into a wild sloth. Uh, just slowly crawling through the trees looking for stuff to eat. And I've never How seen a sloth see in the he was wild. He probably
1: moving the slowest. He was probably moving like Drax.
0: Oh, totally. And he had a bag of chips with him. and He was like, you can't even <laughs> see me.
1: I'm moving so slowly right now. You saw a talking sloth? Yeah, it was oh, awesome. Man.
0: It was like flash, flash, 10-yard dash from Zootopia. It was awesome. Was uh, that also
1: in Sugarloaf? Man, I need, to, I need to visit this place.
0: yeah. You guys definitely need to come visit. Do a little, do a little mission <laughs> that's trip on the slash, yeah, do a little mission trip <laughs> slash, tourism slash, hanging out with a slosh, slosh, no sloth, vacation, <laughs> slosh. No, we don't I love Puppy. hanging we don't, out with slosh. <laughs> we don't get sloshed on mission trips, so um, that's good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then on Sunday we went to we did some we had some ministry time in a a little community called Jardim Gramacho. And uh, it was quite a culture shock for both Brazilians and Americans because it's a community that is literally built on and surrounded by uh, trash. Uh, It used to be a trash dump. uh, Or it used to be a community next to a trash dump. And then the trash dump, it was like, at a certain point it got so overflowing with trash that it was illegal to trash to put trash there. And so they started putting in the community and pretty much this community is just surrounded by trash houses are built on it around it. Uh, It's a really tough place to live in, to serve in, but there are just, there are so many people there that they just can't escape it. It's just their life. They were Mm -hmm. born into it. Uh, They can't get the the money or the means to, to kind of just escape their situation. So uh, this church that, that we were doing ministry with this during our time in Rio, we just, Got in there and, uh, were with the people talking with them, trying to serve them. And they've been, they've been working in this neighborhood for years upon years. So it was, it was a privilege to, to help them with that, but also very shocking and very humbling. Made you very Mm -hmm. appreciative for what you have and also, uh, just encouraging to, to do more for others who are in that situation. Um, but the trip was overall a success. Um, usually Rio always brings about a very, uh, Kind of just uh, there's always a story when you leave Rio, good stories and bad stories. Like I've gone to Rio and there's been years when um, people have been robbed, uh, gone there in years when we've witnessed like a carjacking and our our van driver had to like like peel out uh, uh, and like escape to to try not to be the next vehicle to get carjacked. Um, there was one Jeez. year where someone had committed suicide by jumping off of a an apartment building. And we got there like, like right when it happened, or right after it had happened, and the police hadn't arrived yet. Uh, Rio is a crazy city. Like, it's 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 got the the extremes of the extremes. That like the happiest, most loving people, and the just the, some of the craziest people that I've ever encountered Yikes. have been in Rio. So, uh, it's quite the place to visit, but it's definitely not a place that you'd want to live. Uh, but the people there are awesome, and it was a really good way to kind of finish out the mission group's time. Uh, but they have since returned to the U.S., and then I returned back to Sao Paulo, um, and uh, that leads then to on the gaming front. Uh, a few weeks ago, I won the pile of shame extravaganza with the Future Monkeys podcast. That unfortunately, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Um, unfortunately, the future mon- future munchies no. The Future Monkeys podcast. you all right right tonight. I, I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have.
1: Future Monkeys. I'm that. Sounds awesome.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a really cool, cool podcast. Spiritual successor. But yeah, the Future Monkeys podcast. Unfortunately, rest in peace. Uh, uh, Los and McBeardy and Scary. They they had they kind of threw in the towel and they no longer exist. They still have a Discord, so there's still good conversations going on in that community. But uh, their podcast finished uh, a few weeks ago. But I was able to kind of sneak in a win with the Pile of Shame, and I got some PlayStation credit uh, with that, which ironically I can use to add to my Pile of Shame. But I resisted the temptation to add the Pile of Shame, and instead I decided I was going to go buy a game uh, that was actually on my backlog that I had played the demo, and so I'd gotten a handful of trophies, and it's been bugging what me. It is? Huh?
1: Can I guess what it is?
0: Yeah, you can guess. Do you think you know?
1: Is it my name is Mayo two? Oh, so close,
0: <laughs> so close.
1: <laughs> is it easy platinum four? Yeah, it's. Is it it's, twelve minute platinum
0: six? No, it's not twelve minute. You have to put a good is eight it, hours into this one to get a platinum, but it is easy platinum.
1: Platinum fantasy ten.
0: All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. <laughs> I didn't guess them. <laughs> Dang it. Nope. Sorry, Mark. Do you want to guess? Yeah.
2: Uh just gonna gonna reach into the dark here. I don't know. Maybe really? it's It's Minecraft story mode maybe. Ding
1: ding ding uh, ding, 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 ding. That's
2: what, right. What you got your hey. first try? I need to work on my did guesses. You
0: know? So, uh <laughs> I've decided I was going to finally buy Minecraft story mode cuz I had some of the trophies. I was like I need to just buy this game and get the platinum so I can knock another game off the pile of shame. And wouldn't you know it, it was not available to buy and I was like I say what and so I did a little research and I found out that because of the Telltale uh games company shut down some weeks ago or months ago I guess uh that it's now having lasting effects on its games in the sense that Mojang I think that's what they're called Mojang uh, they decided to not let that game be available anymore and not only not available to buy but Here in a couple weeks, it will not, or yeah, in a couple weeks, it won't even be available to download if you own it already. And I was like, uh, "Say what? How is how is that a thing? What's that?
1: That's crazy." Yeah, it's totally crazy.
0: And you know, for someone that uh, you know, I've gone back and forth between being in a physical world or physical buying physical discs and buying all digital. uh, I've kind of like gone back and forth in that, but that definitely does not help the the all digital cause. Because uh, the idea that I could pay for something and then months later, uh, it could, you know, or sometime in the future, even if I bought it, I don't have the right to download it anymore. That's just a crazy thought. But I thought, you know, I can't buy this, but surely somebody I know owns it. And so I started looking through my friend's trophies and I found that uh, a little guy by the name of Delvin Cox owns the game. Delvin Cox? Woo! The Delvin Cox Experience Podcast Extraordinaire. Uh, I hit that brother up, and he most certainly let me borrow the game so that I could complete it and get the platinum. I am currently on the last episode, uh, and it's been an enjoyable experience. Sometimes the family's even watched. Uh, My wife was watching me play today, and she's like, this is like playing a movie. I was like, I know, right? And, uh, you know, it's still ugly Minecraft graphics. Yeah, it's like a block movie. Uh, It's definitely like a kid's movie. Um, but it, it's been, it was fun. It was actually kind of sad. Uh, I played episode four today, no spoilers, but there were some surprise deaths. Won't say who, but, uh, it was very surprising and, uh, I still have one episode to go, uh, before I get the platinum, but I will be knocking that out soon. Um, but with that in mind, you know, as I was saying before, the whole, the whole not being able to download it, even though you've bought it, like it got me to thinking like, how, how terrible is that for a, a customer to to buy a game and to not be able to download it you know right
1: yeah who, uh, who can I call to complain
0: exactly is there someone <laughs> that we could call to complain to what do you think mark the ether there's, there's got to the be ether. someone call the ether call it into the ether yeah the nether
2: The nether what the nether I mean you could try calling. Customer service.
0: 929. Nine. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Did you say 929 nine, CMG, guys? It's way too early. Just call and
2: complain to us about a random yes, game. Please do. No,
0: you most certainly got it. And not only would we want to call customer service, that is the topic of the show. So let's jump right in, shall we? Today's topic is brought to us by VP Barnaby Butters, who suggested this during our nomination uh, nomination time of uh, when we were preparing for this week's episode. Um, there were a number of people who uh, gave nominations, and some of those nominations were such things as customer service, uh, injuries, and brain farts. And also, there was a suggestion to talk about dinosaurs and dementia, and even... Uh, our favorite tooth and nail records, but unfortunately, only customer service came out on top in the end. Man,
1: all of these sound awesome. I want to talk about dinosaurs. Let's, I know, no, right? We're scrapping customer service to talk about let's dinosaurs.
0: Just, I mean, technically, we've already <laughs> talked about customer service, so let's just switch it up and just talk <laughs> about dinosaurs and dementia. So, favorite dinosaur, go. <laughs> favorite dinosaur with dementia, go. Yes, ready to go. Uh but yeah so customer service uh VP I don't want to call him VP Mr. Barnaby Butter said have you worked there do you have any funny or horrific or awesome stories about customer service uh and and to me like when you hear the words customer service what 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 uh what do you think about like what comes to mind when you hear cust- the words customer service
2: So I uh, think of like extreme Like, there's either one is, like, one customer is, like, super nice, super, you know, pleasurable to deal with, um, you know, you're able to help them out, and then it's the other extreme where, like, they complain over absolutely anything and everything, and, you know, it's, like, basically pulling a tooth out of of a five-year-old's mouth, um... That's you know, fun, by just... the way. I love doing that. <laughs> that's another an analogy. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's the first one that popped into my mind. Is like, how can I, like I how can I think of something that's unbearable as possible? Um, yes. Good. Those five olds are the worst. So i would sure rather deal with now.
1: customer service than this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's always it's always an extreme though. Like when dealing with customers, it's always like super good or just i want to die terrible (laughs) nice Uh, for me the first thing that comes to
1: mind uh is long hold times like anytime it's like oh yeah i gotta call this 800 number i gotta go through like 12 prompts like hit Mm -hmm. one if you want english all right hit two if you want this hit three if you want this hit four it's like all right okay the next one is all right eight i hit eight all right if you meant to do this it's like oh my gosh okay so you're doing you're going through all these prompts and then it's like you're the next available representative will be with you shortly and then they go to that like crappy elevator music that is on is on like the tip of your tongue you're like i know this song yeah this song is so familiar but i can't figure it out and by the time and, and then you're like all right am I been, I've been I've been on hold for 12 minutes why you know, so yeah I hate I hate calling 800 numbers I, I I I would rather get online and do like chat I'd rather yeah. have to, like, chat with someone live than than call someone on the phone because of just long hold times
0: Yeah have you ever I'm
2: heard the- of um oops sorry go ahead uh, I was going to say have you ever heard of uh the podcast This American Life
1: Yes No Okay No, maybe.
2: Okay. Was that a TV show? No, podcast. Uh, Yeah, it's a podcast. Was it a a book? uh, Was it a movie?
1: Nope. Oh, a podcast. um, I think it was a podcast.
2: (laughs) It was most definitely a podcast. In fact. Okay. Um, Was it in color
0: (laughs) or black and white?
2: I love.
1: You I could, love this second s- episode of Customer Service, I'll tell you <laughs> what.
2: <laughs> for
0: those that weren't present for our first recording, so far we have not talked about anything that we talked about in the last episode that got deleted. Fantastic. Continue, Mark, sorry.
2: Um. So, yeah, This American Life is basically a podcast where they basically focus in on different stories with different themes about stuff that's going on in American culture. Um, and so they actually did a segment one time on, uh, this guy decided to zero in and find out who the composer was of a particular piece of, of hold music that you hear all the time on like, um, particularly if you've ever heard of, um, You know who's not not my dog? Because I know you're gonna say it. Have you ever heard of uh, the company Cisco?
0: Like the thong song?
2: Oh, dude! On our
1: end, you are like so slow, like half speed. (laughs) And I I, the internet slowed down. You're like, I don't know what it is, but it was just like. I don't I thought it was just me but then No, it was me Lucas too. Lucas is like slowly like moving. <laughs> yeah, I just I had probably. to start laughing. I don't know. I, it's probably the internet connection between all of us, but uh yeah, I, I'm so
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you should it's start okay. over.
0: <laughs> We're off the rails.
2: <laughs> so Okay. You got it. So So have you ever heard of the it's kind of like the IT product company or whatever, Cisco.
0: Yes, it's got the little bridge, right? The bridge logo.
2: Yes. Um, It might not be a bridge, but that's what I always think of. of. Right. Well, one of the products that they make, obviously, is um, voice over internet protocol phones. Um, And they also do, like, you know, phone service type stuff uh, where they create the whole music and stuff. And so they did. Um, a segment of This American Life where this guy tried to find the composer of the hold music that they use for for Cisco's hold music, basically, mm-hmm. um, for all of their products. And, and they found the guy, and he's like, yeah, I just, I just, you know, decided to do this little recording, and somebody asked me one day, hey, you want to submit this for whatever and he's like okay sure and turns out you hear that that music all the time like i've heard it um i'll have to send it to you after the after the podcast but mm-hmm. like the moment you hear it you're like oh my gosh i've heard this song before yeah it?
1: um, <laughs> no it's not it's not the girl from
0: Well, I know for me, so anyways,
2: customer service.
0: Yes, (laughs) when when I think of customer service, I'm kind of along the lines of what we've been talking about. Like I think of on the phone. Like I think of, you know, having to go through all the prompts, being put on hold. You know, your call is very important to us. Please hold on the line, or you are the 13th caller. Uh, Please hold. You know those kind of things. Like I know for me, I, I went through a spell where. I mean, I guess I still do it. Like whenever I call, I always, I don't even listen to the prompts. I automatically hit zero so I can just talk to a person because generally that's like the prompt for, for talking to a human. So I don't even yeah. wait. Like as soon as it says, press one for this, two for that, I'm like, nope, zero. And then usually it bebee, says, 비bee, please bebee, hold. Bebee. Yeah. i just <laughs> like on a, like a guy on an elevator, like making it go faster by slamming the button. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's totally <laughs> what I do. Um, so Barnaby and some others wanted to know if we had worked in customer service. So have you guys, you know, right now we've been thinking about the receiving end of customer service, but have you been on the delivery end the where you were the customer service?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was in a um, call center for the current company that I'm with and yeah. I was there for three years and uh, we're, you know, like... We handled products that are very, very complex, and it's the the products that are they're like more like retirement products. So mm-hmm. the the um, the clients that we had were that own these type of products were like older the older generation. Um, so we would always get like 80, 85 year old uh, <laughs> like people calling in and trying and and wanting to know like the um, what the product is, how it works, you know. What their statement is, when they're gonna get so-and-so. so and so, so, and and most of these people, the reason why they're calling is more often than not to, to complain, and they're gonna complain, they're gonna ask for a supervisor, they're you know like right. it was, I mean it was it was. To me, those were the good, old, good old days because that was that was back in the day. I was in my twenties, and I really wasn't like I had no aspirations to be like, oh, I need, I want to, I want to become the VP of this company or whatever. You know, I was just like, this is a job. I'm right out of college. I just want to have some fun. I want to go yeah. to happy hour with my friends. You know, so, um, but yeah, it was it was nice because we were you know like like you had said you wanted to speak with a human um when we when i first started it was great because uh there was like you press a button and you come straight to us there was like no whole times um it was it was good it was a good old days um we took about maybe about like 40 50 calls a day and then once four o'clock it um because we worked um with a variable product, once four o'clock hit and the market closed, we barely got any calls between four o'clock and five o'clock when we were able to leave. So, me and my buddy would just like toss baseball down the hallway, yeah, uh, as we waited for the next call. Like, he was sitting over at his desk, I was sitting at mine, and we would just toss a soft baseball back and forth as we waited for our next call. And, nice. uh, yeah, that was probably the easiest, easiest money, but one of the most fun because it was just a bunch of. People in their twenties and early thirties in this in this call center, um, but it was good. Yeah, so that was that was that's when I uh, worked in customer service.
0: Okay. Nice. How about you, Mark?
2: Yeah, so I actually currently work in customer service, and I've actually been in customer service for a long time. Uh, I, before the current job I'm working at, I, I've shared with you guys on the podcast before that I was in uh, custodial work. And so, you know, that deals with a lot of customer service, especially at a university where you're uh, cleaning people's offices and stuff like that. And you're certainly (coughs) encountering the customer all the time. uh, And especially when, you know, spills and stuff happen, um, you know, you're having to obviously take care of the issue and and serve the customer in that way. But now uh, I work at a car dealership in the service department. So, basically, a lot of what I do is in directly involved with the customers. Um, so, you know, I'm having to check in customers when they first arrive with their vehicle, mm-hmm. um, you know, figure out what, what their concern is or why, why they're coming in, um, you know, check yeah. in the vehicle, bring the vehicle around, all that kind of stuff, and answer phones, uh, basically when... People are trying to make appointments or trying to find out the status of their vehicle. Or um, I'm actually also a service valet. We have a complimentary uh, shuttle service for people getting their vehicles serviced. So, you know, there's a lot Goodness. of interaction. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You It like, sounds like you have a lot of uh, job responsibilities. What's your, what's your title? Jack of uh, all, uh, all trades?
2: Yes. Rep. That, that is my <laughs> official title. Um, Put
1: that no, on a business uh, card. Jack of all mm-hmm. trades, Mark Boucher.
2: Jack of all trades. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Basically, uh, I'm, I'm, my official title is I'm a service valet. So a lot of what I do involves driving vehicles. But part of my responsibility is assisting the service advisors in the service department. And that usually means assisting customers, helping check them in. Answering the phones whenever they can't, all that kind of stuff. Um, So basically, I'm trying to take the load off of the service advisors as much as I can um, and also fulfill my responsibilities of shuttling customers. And so you get to talk to a lot of people. um, You know, a lot of times, you know, you're in a car with somebody for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. And so. Um, you know, you get to talk to these people. They're are a lot of what the customer experiences. So mm-hmm. yeah, I certainly have lots of customer service interactions. Do you ever tell cool. dad jokes? Uh, <laughs> I don't think to the customers. I have you to sh- my.
0: You should make that a thing.
2: I should make that a thing. That's actually not a bad idea. Before we get
1: started, I got something for you. <laughs>
2: <Just tell laughs> How much joke. does a polar bear weigh?
1: How much?
2: Enough to break the ice. Hi, I'm Mark. <laughs> oh, that is good good. Hi, I'm Mark.
1: <laughs> oh, hi
2: Mark. <laughs> no, I do that's that funny. with um with my coworkers. I don't think I've ever told a dad joke to to a customer, but maybe I should start.
1: You should. <laughs> that's a, that, that's a good that's that's good. I like that. You should Somebody be like, goes,
0: "Do you know that my jokes are not like a belt of watches they are not a waste of time
2: hey <laughs> oh <laughs> dad jokes dad jokes
0: uh well on my end i think the majority of my jobs have been some form of customer service um they always have they haven't always been like the typical like uh a job where you're I don't know, trying to problem solve or figure out a problem like, you know, like we talked about it before, like the the call center kind of things, uh, but it's always involved customers. So uh, at, at a very early age of like 16, I would deliver medicine uh, for my dad who owned a pharmacy. Um, then during after college, I sold Cutco uh, cutlery, sold knives and uh, silverware, Scissors, those kind of things that were really, you know, nice and uh, high end uh, items, uh, like kind of like a door to door salesman. Um, I worked at a YMCA as a front desk uh, associate. So I would check people in, help them set up to get a membership. Um, then I was also a cell phone salesman and a cell phone uh, kiosk manager. Ugh,
1: a, cell phone salesman. Oh, Ugh.
0: yeah. I was. Not only was I a cell phone salesman, but I was a cell phone salesman in a Sam's Club. So, it was like one of the most unlikely places because, you know, everybody's buying cell phones in bulk nowadays. So, Uh, why why not sell (laughs) cell phones in a Sam's Club? Yeah, that's
1: a perfect place.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect place for that. And uh, I
1: need nine cell phones. Yeah, I'd like to get
0: nine. One for each day of the week and backups for when the other one's batteries go out. Exactly. Um, uh, and then after that, I worked at a, a financial firm as a relationship manager where I did a lot of like, it wasn't cold calling. That was probably the closest I got to like tel- telemarketing or uh, phone calling customer service where I would call people that had been recommended by the the, the customers that the firm had. And then uh, I was a waiter and a server at Applebee's and Texas Roadhouse. And then during all of this time, I've been a pastor and a a missionary, which is somewhat of a customer service on the spiritual side of things. But overall, I, I really actually enjoy doing customer service. Uh, I definitely have had some crazy things happen, uh, over the years as I've, you know, as I've participated in all these different customer service, uh, centric jobs. Um, but uh, I would say overall, I, I actually look for it because I like the interaction. I don't really like working behind a desk. Uh, I like to do things that involved, you know, problem solving, helping people, and those kind of things. So uh, yeah. that's that's been kind of like my job history of customer service. Uh, Travis Popsicle, he also has done customer service. He was a store manager for 14 years. He says he has lots of stories. He said, my employees enjoyed the day I brought a pellet gun and we shot up the wine glass aisle the store was not open uh probably not the smartest move but they all loved me and i think by all he means his uh associates his employees but definitely not now, hold his on a bosses cuz he that's shot up all he, that's all that's all he said glass. that's all he said he shot up the wine glass aisle
1: with a pellet gun during <clears throat> with, during with working gun. hours uh huh uh, he said During the store was not work- open, so I oh, think store- he was
0: working, but the store was not open, so there were no... Uh, I hope they were no, wasn't.
1: he classes. wasn't working after that. He was probably fired after that. I know, that. right? I, I definitely Jeez. want more
0: context. I don't even understand what was happening. Like, was did it his clean last it up, day? up, or did he just,
1: like, leave? He just and shot he was, it up like, and left. was, like, a legend. They probably still Forget talk about, it. It, about him. Like, you remember that Travis Popsicle guy who just, yeah. like, shot up the wine uh, aisle the and wine just wine glass left. aisle.
0: Like, is there even... Is that a thing? The wine glass aisle? Like, where it's just an aisle with pure wine glasses? Is that a... Uh, I, I can't say... Oh, what.
1: hold on a second. It was just wine glasses? I'm thinking wine, and I'm thinking wine all over the <laughs> Oh,
0: I mean, he put wine glasses, so... Yeah,
2: that's where my mind went.
0: Yeah, that's where my mind went, too. But then, it just is the wine glass aisle, so...
2: Oh, okay. It's just well, glasses. Still, still
0: that's that, glass. He would
1: have been a legend oh, yeah, if it was wine bottles. Good night. That's
0: not good. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, do you guys have any crazy uh, customer service stories or any situations that uh, you went through as a customer service associate? Or on the other end of, did you ever run into a crazy or interesting person that was in customer service?
2: Oh, yeah. We've had several things happen. Uh, First of all, I love when customers show up. You know, with with our department, we basically take care of all of our service by appointments. Um, It's hard for us to take walk-ins because a lot of these things take a certain amount of time to do, and you've got to allot that time Mm -hmm. to do it. Um, So we have to take a lot of things by appointment, Uh, pretty much everything. We'll take a few walk-ins here and there, but usually everything is by appointment. So I love when a customer comes in and is like, I'm out of state, or or I don't have an appointment. Um can you go ahead and fix my engine in 3 hours? And it's like that is so impractical, it's not even funny. <laughs>
0: I'm putting I'm turning my oven timer on now.
1: Go. I'm moving out of my house, uh my parents' house and I need a place to live. Can you build my house in 1 hour? Thanks.
2: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And then they get mad when you don't do it. (laughs) That is correct. Um, But yeah, I've had several crazy situations like that. You know, obviously I've talked on the podcast before about the incident where uh, the customer had a vehicle being serviced. And I guess he had purchased it uh, from Enterprise. They had put it up for auction or whatever, uh, the rental car service. and. Uh, he went to get it serviced at our dealership, and the mechanic was working on it, and and saw a little gap, I guess, in like the upholstery near the shifter, and saw some little baggies, uh,
0: full of powdered suspicious.
2: sugar. Yeah,
1: gummy bears
0: F- for baking purposes.
2: Absolutely, it was uh, absolutely it was not flour. Totally. Uh-huh.
1: cuz you just, you just carry flour and baggies wherever you go. You never know when cooking is just going to pop up and you're going to need to make some pancakes. Yeah, All for right, sure. All
2: right guys, it's baking time.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's baking
0: time scarface style. Just shove your face right in it.
1: It sounds like uh something like a bad guy would say in like a comic book who has like a baking like villain name. He's like, "All right guys, it's baking time." <laughs>
2: Um, Bacon. But yeah, obviously we had to call the cops, and there are like several officers in the in the shop, and it was it was pretty interesting. Um, and then we've actually had to call the cops uh, once on a customer that was just irrationally just lashing out at one of the service advisors and threatening to fight him. Basically, he's like, "Let's let's go outside," kind of kind of thing. And he was like just super angry and it's like do you understand what you're doing right now i understand it's a car and and you know it's how you get from point a to point b and it gets frustrating when things don't meet your expectations Mm -hmm. but you're about to threaten to fight somebody to to bring bodily harm to someone over a car um that's like think about where you're at right now, <laughs> yeah. And, and so yeah, we had to actually call the cops. Um, so yeah, crazy stuff like that.
1: Crazy. Um, I don't have anything as crazy as finding flour in someone's car, but uh, <laughs> uh I mean like well, uh, in one of my uh, previous jobs, there was I mean like I I was in. Every single job that I've been in it, and since since college, I've had to deal with phones. You know, like uh, clients would call me, or uh, clients called my team, and they would get to me. So I've always had escalated situations uh, for the twelve years I've been with my company. Uh, but there was one time where you know one of our one of our high profile producers. You know these these producers who make enough money for us to where they're one of the top producers. You know, they think they have like a lot of leeway. Um, They think they have a lot of pool. um, So their egos are a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, So they feel like they can talk to us the way they want, you know, rather than treat us the way we would like to be treated. You know, like, I don't know about you guys, but um, whenever someone is nice to me, I am more than willing to help them out. When someone is nasty to me, it kind of – it my body resists the right. uh, feeling to help him out. Yeah, uh, for sure. so like That's you natural. know, one of the, one of our agents uh, did uh, started being nasty to one of my coworkers to to the point where uh, my coworker started to cry during this phone call because of how personal this guy was get, was getting. Um, so you know like yeah, I told her to hang up the phone and we went to my boss's boss. Uh, told her, you know, what had happened. And that, uh, that agent was no longer allowed to call the company. He had to deal through with us through, um, through email, hmm. and no longer through phone. He lost those privileges. You know, it's just like, man, people just, people just would, you know, like if something is, you know, like has irritated you or frustrated you or concerned you that maybe has adversely affect you in any way, um, the, the, the reaction shouldn't be to reciprocate that it should be, you know, just try to treat people the way that you would like to be treated. Because, you know, as, as someone who is in customer service, you know, like I can understand when I call customer service, I'm like, I know, I know it's not their fault. Right. You know, for the, for the most part, um, you know, like they're just the messenger. They're just like, Hey, I'm just like taking the call, you know? So, mm-hmm. and that's just me. Like I'm taking the call. I'm trying to help you out. And so that's like, doing this, I'm trying to do the same thing, but yeah, like just be nice to people, you know, and and then people will be nice to nice back, you know, like if you're going to be nasty, you know, it's like, you're probably not going to get the service that you want. Right. To be honest.
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, actually, ironically, you guys both mentioned, uh, just the kind of idea that how nasty customers can get, uh, Corey Fouch also known as Corey Smith, said, The problem with customer service is the thought that the customer is always right, and the customers abuse that to no end, knowing that the person can't refute whatever they're doing or else they would get in trouble. At my last job at a call center as a supervisor, I got called every name you can think of, some I hadn't even heard of before. I've been told they hoped I would get cancer and die.
2: Wow. That's uh, yikes, definitely She's crossing the line. Uh, hey, remember that extreme thing I talked about earlier? <laughs> That's really <laughs> yeah, extreme. That is pretty <laughs>
0: extreme. Uh, he was also told that something bad would happen to him, and one customer even threatened him and his family one time, even though they knew nothing about me aside from my first name. That is the only person I hung up on in the four years I worked there. The customer's always right mantra is a ter- terrible thing and should be dropped by all companies everywhere. Uh, man, Corey, that is... That is some nasty stuff. And I have to say you lasted four years doing a call center. That is a, that's like 30 years in most other jobs. So good job surviving that. Glad you got yeah. out of it too.
1: That is one of the toughest positions that call oh, center job. Yeah.
0: I, I can't imagine. Um, on my end, uh, I thought of two things that like kind of, kind of crazy stories. um, The first one is that when I was, when I would deliver medicine and I can't remember, I don't think I've shared this before, but when I delivered medicine uh, for my dad, I had, I had people that were regulars and uh, they were people that I got to know. And some of these people I got to know too much, Uh, so much so that there was a guy that I would deliver medicine to, Uh, he was wheelchair bound, uh, but he was always in a wife beater and tidy whitey underwear only when I would deliver medicine. Gross!
2: And, Yikes!
0: <laughs> like always, and I would have to walk like within like a foot of him in order to give him his medicine, have him sign for the medicine, and him to pay me. And he was a large man. I uh, had one of those like bleh. little
1: grabbers, like here, here's your <laughs> yeah, I six wish foot grabber for <laughs> grabbers. Not get any I'd any be closer. like, here you go, <laughs>
0: or maybe a. Uh, I mean and not only did he wear a wife beater and tidy whities only uh, I think he he usually would wait a couple three or four days before he would change into the next pair or set Ugh. of clothes uh, his 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 apartment was quite pungent as uh, anchorman would say uh
1: things the nostrils Usually
0: yeah usually I would hold my breath right before I open the door like I would knock and he would say come in and I would just be like
2: <gasps> here's your medicine here's your, here's
0: they, your medicine <laughs> they me
2: this dollars, yep.
0: <laughs> God bless see you bye and uh it was it was rough but I met some of the craziest people delivering medicine uh the other thing I thought about was actually as a pastor um I don't know if you've gone through this mark where you've talked about being a youth pastor or a pastor in the church or that you work in the church or lead worship or whatever but People's demeanor always changes when you tell them that you're that you work with the church or work for the church or you're a pastor, etc. And there was one time when I I flew to the U.S. by myself. Uh, this wasn't the last time, but it was a couple of years ago when my grandmother passed away. And uh, I I got on the plane and I sat next to this Brazilian woman, and it was very clear that she was nervous. And uh, being that you know. Brazilians are very open to talking to strangers. And so uh, at one point, one of us started talking to the other. And she said, you know, she's very nervous. She doesn't like to fly. And uh, at some point, the fact that I was a pastor came up. And she said, you know, I'm so glad you're a pastor. I'm going to need you to pray for me during this flight. I was like, of course, I'll definitely pray for you. And I thought that would be the end of it. Well, when the airplane started to go down the runway... She she grabbed my hand and started to like rock back and forth and close oh. her eyes and start saying things like, Oh dear Jesus, oh God, oh Jesus God And then she looked at me, she stopped and she looked at me, she said, Pastor, I need you to pray for me right now. And I said, Okay, I'm I'm praying for you. She's like, No, I need you to pray for me right now, out loud. And I'm like, Oh, okay, let's let's pray. And so we prayed. Ooh. And The plane was taking off, and the plane started to lift off, and she was still freaking out. And so, you know, I had said amen, and and I just was sitting there, you know, praying for her silently. And every, like, for the next 30 minutes, every couple minutes, she would just look at me and be like, are you praying for me? I need you to pray for me. And then she would just go. (laughs) After that, she would just keep going, like, just like breathing, like doing breathing exercises. She was flipping out for the next 30, 40 minutes until finally she calmed down. And of course, then at the end of the flight, we went through the whole thing all over again <laughs> to land the airplane. And, wow! Uh, it was—I uh, got to know her very much, and uh, it was—it was good times. Cool, uh, but yeah. So that was the two things that that uh, that kind of came to mind. That uh, you know, where customer service came into play. It definitely made it interesting. Um, yeah. But you know, working customer service, as we already know, it can be some of the worst times. Uh, you, you don't really get paid sometimes for how much you have to go through the the you know the difficult customers you have to deal with. Uh, holidays can be the worst. I know that working in a restaurant as a server as a waiter, uh, I worked. I always worked at least Thanksgiving or Christmas and New Year's. Two out of the three, I would always work for the five years that I did it, and uh, that was you know that was tough. And then of course, as Corey said, customers always write. and sometimes. The customer can be wrong. And uh, Tim Pollan agrees with me. He says that for his company, their motto is legendary customer service. And let me tell you, the customers push the limits sometimes. Uh, you want to give that good customer service, but some people, you just don't want to give it to. Because um, they just, they can be downright mean. And yeah.
1: uh, I mean, like, and I think, I think that's uh, in the day and age that we're living in. Um, the, the old, uh, the customer is always right. The legendary customer service, you know, you have to have good customer service because if you get bad customer service, it's going to go straight to Twitter. It's going to go straight to the social oh, yeah. media That's true. and everyone, you know, like you're more likely, uh, to complain about something, um, on social media. Rather than to praise something, so yeah. most companies are like, you got to have good customer service. Um, whether that be is 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 you know on your on your knees, you know, begging them to to stay with you and come back, please don't go to our competitor kind of thing, um, or it's just like, all right, good riddance, we'll get out of here. We don't want you in our store, or we don't want you buying our products kind of thing. So, you know, it can go both ways, but yeah, it's just, oh, you know, it's like the customer is always right. They're not always right. And yeah, yeah, I get it.
0: I will say that I have tested the limits of uh, the customer always being right. Um, there was one time that I bought a fairly large size bag of uh, trail mix from Walmart. And I, um, you know, I got a third of the way through the bag and I just decided that I didn't like it. It didn't taste good to me. And I thought, you know what? I kind of want to see if I can return this to Walmart, so I uh, went back to Walmart with my bag of Trail Mix, and I said, "I'd like to return this. It uh, it doesn't taste good," and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> and they gave me my uh, my money back. I don't remember how much it was. Are, it was probably like... Are
1: fr- you supposed to call like the 1-800 number on the back of those things? If you're not 100% satisfied, get all your money back. You just went straight back to Walmart. I did. Well,
0: you know, at the time I worked at Applebee's and that trail was... Mix cost sucks. Food. Yeah. And I just <laughs> I just like opened it up and I just threw Trailmex in their face. It's like, this is the worst trail mix I've ever had in my life. Give me my taste money back. Taste this. Yeah, taste it with your face. Uh, yeah, so I definitely have nicely push the line on the customer is always right. I definitely, you know, I can see the benefits to that, but at the same time, people definitely abuse it nowadays. So that was one of the times I definitely abused the customer always being right. Cool. Uh-huh. Now on the customer side of things, when you've been a customer, have you are there any are there any pet peeves you have or any interactions you've had with customer service that were not good experiences?
2: Yes. Um not having not having qualified people uh in customer service. They're okay. basically just following yeah. the, the flow chart. And you hear the paper moving uh, when they're, they're like
0: going offering. to their their FAQ paper where yeah. it's like you, so you say no like and they're, they're like, wait a second. And then they give their response. Yeah. Is that the kind yeah, of thing?
2: Yeah, like you feel like they're not competent at all. Yeah. Um and they're like off in some call center in who knows what part of the world. <laughs> um and they just feel so disconnected from the customer. Like that drives me nuts. Like I had a particular cell phone company I was a part of and it just drove me nuts because you could tell that these people were in some random country. Um and they were just reading down the flow chart, like, "Okay, sir, but did you do this, or did you do this?" and it's like, do you actually know what you're doing here? Do you know what's <laughs> going on? Can you actually like instead of reading from the flow chart um and i I actually left that company, <laughs> yeah, their customer service was so atrocious,
1: hmm. yeah yeah, and i and i'm I'm like the same way, like when I, when I call customer service, you know, it is tough. Like, I understand business-wise when you outsource your customer service because it's going to be cheaper. It allows you to do other things that are going to be more beneficial to whatever the bottom line, blah, blah, blah. Um, I get it. Uh, but when I call customer service and I get a non-English-speaking um, person, you know, you got that really, really thick accent where it's very hard to hear. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough it's it's really tough Um, and then coupled with when they really don't know what they're talking about they're just reading the script it gets really frustrating that's why that's that's exactly why I want to uh, chat online because I feel it's it's a lot easier it's not as um, in your face, and you don't have to worry about that language barrier or that accent barrier kind of thing, right? Uh, because you know, it's just it's all the same, you know, kind of thing. So that's why I like doing the chat rather than phone.
0: Yeah, I totally prefer the chat over the phone, and uh, it's it can definitely be awkward or hard to understand. Of course, for me, I I don't even touch customer service in Portuguese in Brazil with a 10 foot pole. When they call me, uh, I try everything to say. Uh, Hey, can you, can we, is there a way to chat? Like, of course, you know, correspond through email. Um, you know, like I've told you guys in the past, uh, if I get those telemarketers where they call me and they're like, please hold. Or if there's a pause at the beginning of the call, when they call me, I'm like, click, not even sticking around. Cause you know, if it's a real person, there's not going to be that pause. Yeah. They're not going <laughs> to, a, a, a friend or someone who knows you is not going to call you and be like, please hold one moment. Uh, so I automatically hang up on them uh, for me customer service I feel like it needs to be genuine like they need to come across as being like being genuine like I really don't like when I get a waiter or a waitress that is talking in a really fake voice and just like super extra happy hey how are you doing today sugar pie honey bunch uh, do you want to try this great little deal we have like I'm like no just talk to me like a normal person you don't have to you know, spice it up or make it sound all flamboyant now i will say
1: have you ever been have you ever been to that restaurant i can't remember what it's called it's called maybe like jerks or something like that i've heard about it where they where uh, they're they're like total jerks to you yes i want to go there yeah yeah like it's it is awesome like they don't care and that's what's so great about it is like that's the they do it on purpose right and they're so mean to you on purpose like it's not like it's you're going to a regular restaurant and they're meeting you because they're just nasty. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, it's it's great. It's a good, it's a good time. If you have, if, if you have a chance when you're back in the States and there's one around, you should go to it. Just
0: go to it. Right. Uh, but here in Brazil, other than like Outback and some of the more American centric restaurants, like most restaurants, they have like zero personality. So it's the opposite. Of what I'm talking about, like where they'll walk up to the table and they're just like, drinks. And then they wait for you to tell, tell you the drinks they want. There's no like, Hey, my name's Julio and I want to help you today with this experience. Blah, blah, blah. Welcome to this restaurant. No, it's just they walk up and they're like, drinks. Anything else? You rate order and then you order. And then you literally do not see them until you wave them down to get the check. Like they won't check on to see if the food was good. Like someone else delivers the food, and you do not see them again. I remember the first, the first year we we were in Brazil when we would go to restaurants. There we would wait an extra half an hour to get out of a restaurant because we're like we would forget that we needed to wave down the the waiter to come to us and give us the check to get out of there. Like when I was a server, (laughs) I would automatically print the check so that people can pay and go as they please. You know, so you turn the table around and you can make more money that way. But they do not do that. They will, they will not approach you. They will not bring you the check until you wave them down. It's kind of weird.
2: You, you know you're, weird. At a, you're at a bad restaurant when you have to file a missing persons report to get your waiter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and
0: it's, it's so bad. Uh, and that's not acceptable in the U.S. And in Brazil, they don't operate on a uh, tip system. Either there are no tips or they're automatic. Um, there's very few places that give you the option. It's really lousy. So I don't, I just don't, I go with what the default is, uh, as Tim router would say, I just, whatever they charge is what I give. There's no option for, you know, giving a good or a bad tip, uh, here in Brazil.
1: So would it be more beneficial for them just to like, uh, raise the prices for items to where it's like. 20% more and then call it no tip place?
0: I mean, that that might be what they do. I don't know. I don't know how the system works here, or how people get paid if they get paid, like just get paid minimum wage. Because like when I worked for Applebee's and Texas Roadhouse, you'd get like $2 an hour to cover your taxes. And then the rest of your money was your tips straight up. And that's all you got. Uh, and most of the time it was easy to make way above minimum wage. Um, I think as a, as a waiter, I made more money than my wife made as a teacher in the U S uh, but here I don't, I don't really know, uh, how the system works. So, uh, I would very, I wouldn't doubt it at all that they inflate prices for certain items and just kind of compensate, uh, in kind of a back end sort of way. So
1: yeah, maybe who knows,
0: but yeah, like I said, only Outback and Applebee's sometimes Applebee's, but Outback for sure. They act more like they do in the U S where they'll say their name, say their names and, kind of have a little conversation with you they're much nicer um, but besides that uh, do you guys have any other final thoughts on customer service um I'm sure marky mark has some songs he'd like to share with us uh, we'll we'll wrap up this fun little talk about ye old customer service
2: oh you better believe I got some songs ready for you ya. y'all ready for this
1: and, uh, Mm,
2: good times mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Great audience. laughs> um, yeah as, as always of course uh, you can check out the good morning guys morning playlist on Spotify and also on the program formerly known as iTunes thank you so much Bernabe for adding the songs to that playlist on on former iTunes I don't know what they're calling it now I think they're just calling it the music app I don't know the or music the podcast app. app. Uh, I think they they basically just split it up into like three different apps. It's like to make it more difficult podcast. for us to figure it
1: out. <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: Why not? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. But in any case, Bernabe, thank you so much for adding the songs to that playlist. You're uh, the best. So, yes. So uh, it was kind of hard to find specific songs about customer service. So I had to go a little more general with it, Uh, and there are more songs about working, uh, which obviously, you know, customer service, jobs, Mm -hmm. working.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like it.
2: You get it. You get it. So uh, the three songs that I'm adding to the playlist this week are Huey Lewis and the News, Working for a Living. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, the, Beetle, you the Beatles.
0: You said that, Mark. Hard... I really like how clearly you said the band name for that. That's very well done.
2: Do you like? Do you like how how much I didn't mess it up? <laughs> <Like a> certain <laughs> other recording.
1: Oh, still want to listen uh, to the Future Munchies podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one.
2: Oh, uh, but yeah, the the Beatles, a hard day's night. And then uh, Bachman-Turner Overdrive, or BTOs, Taking Care of Business.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Nice.
2: So, yeah, I uh, hope those songs help you get your good morning on.
1: It will. I think I'll listen to that tomorrow. Well, there you go. All right.
2: <laughs> well, that sells that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to have to listen to that tomorrow. Think you should. Boy,
0: I think you should listen to it, okay? That'd be great.
1: Oh. Yeah. Hey, I, I can't believe you sound so much like Luke Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys,
0: that's all we got for this morning's chat. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, folks, that's all we got for this morning's chat. Please hold on the line. Your call is very important to us. We'll be with you in a moment. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. All right, we're back with you also. Feel free to continue sharing the love by giving us a positive but honest review and rating on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use that allows such reviews. I am told it somehow helps us reach a new audience. So let your voice be heard. If you've already done it, thank you so much. And now if you want to go the extra mile grab a friend or family member's device and rate us again on their device. I'm sure they'll thank you for it later. <laughs> uh
2: steal their phone.
0: Yeah. Just just for like <laughs> 2 minutes. Steal their phone. Uh also remember like, hey
1: can you unlock your phone for me? I just want to see it real quick yeah, and just, then just go to the Apple it's store, really easy to do. search for the Good Morning Guys, hit five stars and then just give it back to them. And that's it. No, 2 seconds. No Stop.
0: questions asked. <laughs> uh, also remember if you'd like to join in on future episodes or connect with us and our most lovely community check out the show notes for our info check out our discord server it's a free to use messaging board app that is filled with a wide range of dad jokes haikus and heartfelt conversations if twitter is more your thing our handle is at the gmg podcast or if you're feeling super adventurous adventurous gosh <laughs> <Jeez. Stupid laughs> adventurous. i feel so adventurous today uh, pff, if you're feeling super adventurous, you can call us at what number, Ronnie? Look at that, the mm, same. I don't know. Same response as normal. Uh, that is nine two nine G M G guys. Call in, leave a message, ask a question, and you can join us on or the show. Or complain and complain. Yes, feel free to complain <laughs> to us. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Beyond that, talk at you again next week on podcast services around the globe. As next week, we are going live from Cincinnati, Ohio on that there Twitch and recording yes. all together for the first We're doing time. it live. We're doing it Kelly. live. You are going to be able to join us in the chat, ask random questions about life, work, games, whatever. Complain, whatever you want to do. We will be there for you, and it will be a, a, a great old time. So uh, we will be doing that next week. And I did forget to mention that during the update, even though I've mentioned it a number of times. I'm coming to the United States of America. I am leaving this Sunday night, and I cannot wait to see you guys hang out, do a little barbecue, play some Vomiting Cats, whatever is in our future. It is going to be fantastic.
1: Cool. Yes.
0: All righty then, Pat, Mark, and the spirit of Ronnie J, and you, also our friends and family who happen to also be our listeners. Go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live and work and game. One, two, three, four...
2: abraham lincoln standing by because it's a mess
1: (laughs) it. (laughs) it does
2: Uh, I have a serious question. Uh, instead of saying hello, I would like to ask how many times you actually practiced that intro. And if you did it with, like, that much, like, you know, if you did that, with it would, if you attacked it like that every time, like, I like to think that you're just in a room, like, in your house, and all your kids and your wife can hear you, and you just are repeating that same thing over and over again loudly. <laughs> Ha <laughs>